Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Air Raid Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and as always, follow me on Twitter, On Air with Mike. Follow the show, Air Raid underscore podcast, both on Twitter. Listen to us on Anchor.fm. Subscribe and listen to us on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast, as well as Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify, and the newly updated TuneIn as well. And also, we'll be on YouTube from now and again. Uh, inconsistent at times, but we will get there. Uh, we'll be more consistent. And also, you can watch us on the Periscope, Mike underscore air raid attack and soon we will have more platforms but for the time being as always it's a pleasure doing this journey with you guys and uh, a lot of action took place over the weekend and let's get to it our first and foremost the week number four of the xfl we'll go over this final scores and then we'll kind of go around the league what did we learn and what did we get from this uh, week in the XFL. The Guardians beat Los Angeles 17-14. Matt McGloin did not get the start. But we'll go that into that more here soon. So yeah, uh, St. Louis defeated Seattle 23-16. Houston beat Dallas 27-20. And Tampa Bay defeats uh, DC 25 to nothing. Now again, Houston's the only undefeated team. But after watching St. Louis the last two weeks specifically at home this St. Louis team is legit first of all their fans are extremely passionate Uh, I think that they are more so because of the fact that the Rams are back in Los Angeles a few years back but uh, nonetheless uh, St. Louis gets the wind at home against Seattle against the Dragons I know you have Houston that's undefeated my personal opinion, eh, I think St. Louis is getting better uh, by four. They're, they were solid in every aspect of the game against Seattle on Saturday. And if St. Louis can make another statement this upcoming Sunday against um, D.C., I know D.C. has not played well the last two weeks. But they could easily make the run for for being a top notch team. And granted, Houston's undefeated. And you can't knock the top. Uh, you can't knock the undefeated down until they lose. But Houston's not perfect by any means. They struggled for the most part against Dallas. Their defense stepped up. Yeah, granted, Landry Jones. And we'll get into that here in a few. Landry Jones. That was not his best play. Definitely not was his best play. Th- uh, play three interceptions in the first quarter. Of course, it was twenty-one twenty. Houston was up late in the game, and and uh, Landry Jones, of course, with the sack, fumbled, scoop and score for Houston made it twenty-eight and twenty. Uh, twenty, I think it was twenty-eight. Might have been twenty-seven. Uh, twenty-seven to twenty. At that time, correct, it was. 27-20 at that time, and then that's how it ended. But, again, we'll see. We'll see what Houston can do uh, this Sunday against, 
or this Saturday, my my ugh, my apologies, Saturday against Seattle. We'll see what they can do back in Houston. Houston was good. Let's remember this. Houston was good to begin with. P.J. Walker. My opinion, still the leading candidate um, for the win, for the league MVP. Well, could that change this week? Depending how St. Louis plays, that could easily change this week. But let's also remember that Houston hasn't got any better. In my opinion, they've started to fizzle. I think they're starting to be to where teams are catching on. And we'll see. Now, if you watched any of D.C. and Tampa Bay's game... I know I watched bits and pieces of it, I'm not going to lie. But I was listening, or I, re- I was scrolling through Twitter, and there was a tweet that said that Cardell Jones was heard on the broadcast saying that wide receiver DeAndre Tompkins should be benched. And apparently it was no accident or the slip of the tongue. And apparently Jones claimed that he knew he was right by him. He said it was more of a personal challenge and it needed to be said. And I guess later on he went, they both talked in the locker room. And that they were cool about it. Man, let's be honest. Jones hasn't had the greatest two, last two weeks at all. Losing to, last week, losing to the worst team in the league, Los Angeles. And practically losing to a team offensively in Tampa Bay that still hasn't got it. Figured out, and Tampa Bay was a league second league favorite to win the league, and behind Dallas, and hasn't played up to par. Uh, Cardell only completed forty one percent of his passes with only seventy two yards, and Tompkins threw that was targeted three times, but failed to receive a catch. New York, if you want to go to New York, I personally think they did the right thing. Benching Matt McGloin, who struggled the entire season, hasn't had a decent, good game at all. Started Luis Perez, who, by the way, is their third string quarterback, and got the win. And no, it was not pretty. But he got the win. 69% of his passes, a buck 50, and a touchdown. Now the question is, will Matt McGloin um, be back this Sunday? I believe they play Sunday. Then they play Saturday in Dallas. Will Matt McGloin come back? Will they start Luis Perez the remainder of the season? Because next week's the halfway mark. So, will we see Luis Perez? I personally think we will. He played better than the original starter, Matt McGloin. He sure in a heck played a lot better than uh, Marquise Williams. He got the W.
He had no varsity football experience in college. Because why? He was pursuing a career as a pro bowler. He split his college years between Southwestern College and Texas A&M Commerce. Not a bad way to go to start your XFL career. Hoping this league continues after this. Which I imagine it will. But we'll see. But needless to say, Perez got the Guardians to 2-2 two and two on the season. And of course, let's go to their opponents, which is the Los Angeles Wildcats. The Wildcats continued to struggle. Josh Johnson, I thought, had a pretty decent day. 330 yards passing, two touchdowns. On top of the fact that he had his um, two best receivers and his two big-time weapons in Carter and Spruce, they were out with injuries. But if they want to make a playoff push, and next week's going to have to start it, because there's only six games left. They're going to have to rally, and he's going to have to do it without them. So we'll see. New York, the Guardians, get their defensive end back. He was out the first two weeks in a non-factor, of course, in week three. Jarrell Owens, a product out of here, out of Oklahoma State, which is about an hour, hour and a half up, north from Oklahoma City at Oklahoma State. Can he can he make it a little bit different? We'll see. Jordan Tamu, St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback, another phenomenal day. He's getting better every week. The Dragons, let's keep, let's keep going talking about the quarterback position. Brandon Silvers struggled all year. No surprise that he got turned, that he got benched. B.J. Daniels, more than likely, in my respect, in my opinion, should be the starter moving forward. Daniels um, provided a spark, 100 yards passing, touchdown, 84 yards rushing. Going to Dallas, quarterback issue. Landry Jones, three interceptions in the first quarter. He went down with a knee injury late in the game. It's unknown at this time whether or not he'll miss significant time or not. Assuming that he is, Philip Nelson will more than likely get the start. And Roback will be the backup. Couldn't get any worse. I didn't think Landry was very productive his, his time as a starter. Even against Seattle, I, I, he struggled quite a bit last week. And in Houston, he definitely struggled. Throwing balls in, into coverage. So we'll see. We shall see what we do, what we will go into as we go into week five. 
this is when it's time to put up or shut up. As we head to week five, Seattle goes to Houston. The Guardians of New York goes to Dallas. St. Louis goes to D.C. And Tampa Bay goes to L.A. That's the XFL, and that is the conclusion of week number four. Speaking of over the weekend, it was pretty impressive showing if you're the Oklahoma Sooners uh, in regards to baseball. And uh, they are playing pretty well right now. Playing phenomenal. They were down in Minute Maid Park, a part of the Shriners Hospital for Children College Classic. It was them against three SEC teams. Arkansas, Friday, they won 6-3. Arkansas is a a top 25 ball club. They lost to Missouri in extra innings. And they beat a pretty good LSU team. 1-0. But it's not about the score on Sunday that made the headlines. Dan Aker, a no-hitter for the first time in 31 years. 31. That Oklahoma upsets number 11, LSU. But congrats to Dan Aker as he gets a no-hitter for the first time as a Sooner. In 31 years that has happened in Oklahoma baseball history. And Oklahoma gets the upset win over number twenty, number 11, LSU. They defeated number 6, Arkansas, on Friday. And then they defeated, of course, Missouri. <coughs> in, on, uh, they lost to Missouri on Saturday. But uh, congrats to Oklahoma going 2-1. And the two wins against top 15 teams, top 11 teams, if we narrow it down, on on the top 25 poll. Tuesday, they uh, they got a busy week this week. Very busy. Uh, Tuesday, they get Dallas Baptist. Wednesday, they get Arkansas Pine Bluff. And then they start a three-game set for this weekend. Home against San Diego State. I would not mind going out to watch them play San Diego State. San Diego State... Has a um, has a phenomenal, very good baseball team. They have in the past, and I expect them to. I would imagine they have a pretty good team this year. I know they're eight and four. They're eight and four, coming off of a um, splitting the four game set against Oregon State. <clears throat> they're a good team. They are a good team, and San Diego State, it's going to be a good challenge for them this weekend against uh, number 11, number 15, depends on what poll you're coming off of, against Oklahoma. We'll get the new rankings here in a second. But Oklahoma, much better baseball team they were a year ago, and I watched them last year, and they were young, and it showed. It showed, and I'm excited that our baseball program is back 
where it belongs in the top 15. Now, the, as, we t- <clears throat> as we mentioned in years past, the last about two or three years, Oklahoma has started well. And then once Big 12 Conference play hit, they, they uh, fall apart. Hopefully not this year. Hopefully that we will uh, keep our... Keep our keep our uh, momentum going, but we'll see. Um, coaches poll, as I mentioned, the new the new poll comes out, and it depends on which one you go off of. Uh, it, it goes uh, Oklahoma now number fifteen in the country, and they get Sandy, they get Dallas Baptist, who's twenty fifth. They get San Diego State. They get a rematch with Arkansas in Oklahoma City here in the next few weeks. Cal Poly is pretty good. I know in the past they've been decent. Texas Tech seems to be the cream of the crop in the Big 12 when it comes to baseball. TCU, Big 12 otherwise, pretty weak this year. But again, congrats, more importantly, to the Oklahoma Sooners. Huge, huge uh, weekend series wins against a very good SEC conference that's phenomenal in baseball and practically all sports. But great, great baseball program for sure in the Southeastern Conference. Um, Oklahoma taking two of three against the SEC teams, losing to Missouri in extra could have had that win, but nonetheless, I'll definitely take those two wins against the 6th-ranked and the 11th-ranked team at the time. And uh, looking forward to Dallas Baptist uh, tomorrow night down at Del L. Mitchell Park. Oklahoma City Thunder, of course, they're continuing their days off, but uh, over the weekend, they hit a roadblock and then some. Losing by a ridiculous franchise record, 43 points to the Milwaukee Bucks. Oklahoma City's not a not a second half team when it comes to back to back games. Didn't matter if Gallinari did or did not play; they just did not match up well against the Bucks. And needless to say, it showed. Oklahoma City returns to the action tomorrow night. I'll actually be at that game. The Chesapeake Energy Arena when the Los Angeles Clippers and the Oklahoma City Thunder get it on. And uh, it should be an interesting game. Paul George comes back. Um, He's been here before since his departure to the Clippers. But it should be a good game nonetheless. Um, Hopefully we can get a bounce back win. And I hope that uh, we're able to, to make some noise. And... We'll see what uh, what Oklahoma City can do. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> if you can't tell, allergies are is is kicking my butt right now. Nonetheless, they are absolutely kicking my butt. Let's go. But as always, follow me on Twitter, on air with Mike. Follow the show, air raid underscore, po- underscore podcast 
both on Twitter. Listen to us on Anchor.fm. Download and subscribe to our podcast on Google and Apple. And listen to us on Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and now tune in. And on occasion, we will be on YouTube. We have not got consistent about that, but we will uh, get consistent as quick as we can in regards to, excuse me, in regards to In regards to the YouTube. Basketball, on the other hand, huge win. And if you've been listening to the shows, you know that I have mentioned that the Oklahoma Sooners needed to win the last four games. They would put them at eight that would have put them at twenty and eleven. They are <clears throat> excuse me, they are potentially doing that at best. Of course, after that disappointing loss to Oklahoma State in Stillwater, they beat Texas Tech and in Oklahoma City, and now they beat at West Virginia, getting the season sweep of the Mountaineers. Congrats to Lon Kruger and his Oklahoma Sooners. Tomorrow night, Red River rivalry in Hardwood Series in Norman. And again, both teams are same record in conference. Both teams are fighting for and jockeying for position. They're both 8-8 eight eight in conference. Oklahoma 18-11. You get them on the road; they're not so great. Uh, three and eight, they are twelve and two at home. Three and one, excuse me, on neutral site. But again, but again, Oklahoma has to win. I still think they got to win out Texas and that TCU, and then, and then win at least one game. I think they're in. They win out, go twenty eleven. They happen to lose the first round twenty twelve. It could get interesting. It could get interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not saying that they're going to be in. But we'll see. We will see. Uh, the women. Another long season. Uh, very long season. Coming off a. Um, they've lost now. Six in a row. And it's just. It's another long year for Oklahoma Sooners in regards to women's basketball. Haven't watched them much. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm a, you know, I love the Sooners regardless of what, how the season's been doing. I've <clears throat> been reading tweets though. Is it time for a new look in regards to women's basketball head coaching position? I don't know. Sherry Cole has done a phenomenal job. With this program. This program when she took over. Was a laughing stock. They were on the verge. Of practically. Like. Defunct. Removing the program. We'll see. Last year they were 8 and 22. This year the 12 and 16. I would imagine that they're not going to make the play the tournament again. You go to 2017-2018, I believe they were 16 and 15. Let me double check. Yes, they were 16 and 15. Made the first round of the they made the tournament. 
but lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament. This the program is starting to slip, I would imagine. Uh, it's, I think it's safe to say that the program is it, it's most definitely slipping. What is best for this program? I, Joe Castillion does a heck of a job. I'm sure he'll make the right decision. I'm sure Sherry Cole will, remind, will make the right decision. Again, Oklahoma will fail to make the NCAA tournament. Unless, again, they, they're going to have to win. At TCU and then Texas Tech. And who Texas Tech they lost to by five in overtime, and they lost by nineteen to TCU and Norman. So again, this is two games that they could lose to. I put them at fourteen and sixteen. If they assume, <clears throat> assume they win both of them and make a run, I guess in a tournament, uh, make a run, see what see what you can do. In regards to the tournament, but more than likely they're going to fail again, making the NCAA tournament. It will go. Uh, I'm not for sure what their roster is looking like. Not for sure if it's a youth issue. I know they got, let's see here. If there's no seniors, then it's going to be a youth issue. And that's what it looks like it's going to be. They have no seniors. They got quite a bit of sophomores, quite a bit of a few juniors, not many, and freshmen. So it's growing pains. It's a growing pain. Sherry Cole's done a heck of a job. Not knocking her. By any means. Definitely not knocking her. We'll see. We'll see what happens during the offseason and going from there. Would I be surprised if, if they make a change? Not at all. Not at all. This is going to be your third year, that your second year that you're way below 500. And three years ago, or two years ago, you were practically even 500. And you you were ousted in the first round, and you were sixteen and fifteen. So this program's declining all the way down to its to its toes. But we'll see. We will see. Any other news? Uh, college football or college basketball is winding down. Uh, we're going to have a special on Selection Sunday. We will be doing a special um, show. It's strictly for the NCAA tournament. We'll go round by round who I think is going to win Final Four National Champion prediction and see how we do. So expect that here in two weeks. Hopefully. <clears throat> Lord forbid. But we are winding, winding down. 
needless, <clears throat> excuse me, needless to say, in college basketball. What many of you may not know, excuse me, is Oklahoma Sooners have a hockey team. And this hockey team's pretty good. I'm hoping that we can I'm trying to get there. Here we go. Trying to, sorry for the pause, but um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Trying well, anyway, we'll get there by the Oklahoma hockey team. <coughs> excuse me, is pretty good this year. Um, hope there we go. Of course, we're getting close to the. They should be announcing. Regular season ended. I'm hoping that they have already announced the tournament. Let's see. They have not yet. Once the ACHA uh, <clears throat> National Tournament is announced, I will get that out. Hopefully, here's within the next few days. But in the meantime, uh, not much going on. Baseball continuing with the New York Yankees, the Oklahoma City, uh, New York Yankees, the Oklahoma City Dodgers, and the New York Yankees are getting close to opening day. Excuse me, and we'll see. Um, the Yankees, I'm not too concerned yet. I know the Yankees have reached out to the New York Mets. In regards to Steven Matz, the left-hander, about inquiring him, it's very rare that you see a New York Met and New York Yankee trade, but uh, we'll get there. We will get there. Just uh, we're wrapping, we're wrapping up the baseball season or baseball season, basketball season, and we're starting up. There we go, starting up baseball season. It's been a long day, but. But, um, as always, follow me on Twitter, on air with Mike. Personal, I will be glad to interact with you throughout the week, throughout the day. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. Um, listen to the show. Follow the show on Twitter, air raid underscore podcast. Download and subscribe to our Google and Apple podcasts. Listen to us on Inco.fm. And, uh, 
Listen to us on Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. And now, tune in as we are getting closer to more platforms. And once we get more and more consistent, we will get the YouTube going. But uh, we're just... Uh, I'm having a little time, hard time being consistent about that one. But uh, in the meantime, that's really what I got. Well, I appreciate what you guys are doing for our... <laughs> Four hour uh, for the podcast. You guys are awesome. Keep sharing, liking, follow me on Periscope. Periscope, we do live shows, which we'll be doing one here shortly for just a bit. Nothing too long, nothing too major. But uh, and in the meantime, uh, don't forget, tomorrow is Super Tuesday. Get out there. Your vote matters. Regardless of who you pick, your vote matters. Let's be a part of this great country and uh, keep moving in the right direction, regardless of our uh, party's affiliation. And in the meantime, take care, guys. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon.